Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the first few podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Rome, and with me is my co-host and my great friend, Juan Perez. Say hi, Juan. What's up, everybody? <laughs> uh, Juan, we have quite the guest today, quite the matchup today. Ruben Villa, the fourth. Ruben Villa, the fourth, is an American professional boxer who has held the WBO international featherweight title since 2019. He's been in a number of fights, both amateur, professional. Um, he, he, in as of June 2020, he was ranked as the world's eighth best active featherweight by the ring. Ruben Villa, the fourth, how are you today? Pretty good. Uh, thank you guys for having me. Of course. Thank you for, for taking time out of your busy schedule to, to do this. Um, so really quickly, just tell us about yourself. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm from Salinas, California, born and raised. I graduated at Alvarez. Um, you know, uh, my, bo- my family were big boxing fans. Uh, and uh, for my fifth birthday, they decided, uh, you know, put me in and, you know, give it a go. And, you know, ever since then, I've been just working and uh, pretty much haven't stopped since then. Yeah, I think that, like, from your story and, and reading about, like, who you are now and stuff, a lot of it is, like, Salinas, California, right? Like, you have the flag in back of you, yeah. like, it just, like, represent. And yeah, that's so sure. cool, because that's, you know, that's what we're trying to do is, like, help people who are, you know, trying to, like, change and try to, like, advocate for others. And, yeah. and so I wanted to ask, like, what, what, what about Salinas? like affects you so much as a boxer um just traveling so much when I was young I was always uh traveling as an amateur a lot of different states uh, I went to Russia to fight for the United States and you know I've seen so many different places and uh seen a lot of faces but you know home just always felt safe and you know uh, home is where your heart is at so you know I try to represent uh you know my people my city as as much as I can and uh you know, if you're from Salinas, it's a real agricultural place. So, you know, a lot of field workers, um, you know, you see them working 24 hours a day. And uh, I feel like that's like a, a big part of, uh, you know, how, how it motivates me and uh, the person I am. And I just want to represent the people uh, like that in a hardworking way. Mm-hmm. And and like, that's so awesome. How how cool was it, you know, coming from Salinas, you're in Russia, represent, like, what what was that experience like? Honestly, it was different because um, I was 15 at the time and uh, my parents didn't come with me. I went with the team, you know, different coaches, a couple of friends that I knew. But um, it was a little scary, honestly. It was scary, you know, just being in a different country, uh, talking to my parents maybe once, twice a week. And it was just life changing for me. And, um, you know, seeing different things like that will, you know, help help people grow, uh, you know, as individuals and, you uh, you know, just like I said, being from Salinas, I wanted to, you know, help, help put my story out there and, uh, you know, let people know where I'm from. It's not a big place. It's not a big city. And, you know, at the time, um, there was a lot of like a lot of gang violence, a lot of violence in Salinas. And right. uh, I didn't want, you know, that to be the only thing that you read about Salinas. So, you know, I started doing really good in the amateurs, started being a lot of big names. And, uh, you know, um, I'm, I feel like my positivity, you know, helped a lot of people. Um, uh, help their story because I talked to a lot of you know football players a lot of uh, just athletes in general uh, small businesses and I try to you know motivate them and you know help tell them let them know that I recognize what they're doing and uh, you know just positivity it, it's always going to beat the negative mm-hmm. that's absolutely yeah. true beautifully stated and, and in terms of like Salinas like you obviously lived your your whole life correct yeah can, can you talk a little bit more about like how Salinas was growing up and maybe like 
you know, like how your parents were able to like just do this thing for you, which is like put you in boxing at a young age and doing boxing and living in Salinas at the same time. I, I feel like it's kind of like something that I, I mean, from what I what I know, like all that violence when, you know, when we were in high school can conflict with. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I feel like it's the people, you know, um, the people you hang out with, your friends, you just have to separate yourself from, you know, the negative and uh, stay around your your positive people who really care about you, your friends. Um, I feel like my I do have family and uh, people who were involved in gangs and my parents always kept me away from that. And my my mom and my dad, they never gave me the light of day to go out on the streets and and you know be doing stuff I shouldn't be so it was always literally boxing 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 so that's what always kept me on a straight path right. I feel like um, like I said it's who you know if the people you hang around with my parents never gave me a chance to hang around those people and I felt like they they installed it in my head you know to remove yourself from certain situations or certain people and I feel like that that's a big uh, reason why I'm here today and um you know, I'm just happy and I'm so thankful for my friends for, you know, keeping me away from that kind of stuff. And, you know, boxing, it was, you know, as a young, it was, it was hard to like realize what I was doing. Cause I didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't see the bigger picture. I was too young to notice, but you know, once I started maturing and, um, you know, getting good, getting better and better growing and realizing, you know, I could do something with my life in boxing and, you know, I just stuck with it ever since. Yeah. That's cool. How do your how do your parents feel now about it? Like, you know, like they've seen you grow through it all. Yeah. Um, and maybe can you talk about your like your parents' past a little bit more? Like, are they did they come? Did they like live in like California already? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, my parents had us young. My parents have five kids. I'm the only boy. Um, hmm. my mom was 16 when she had my older sister. My dad was 15. You know, he was also in the streets and stuff like that. So my mom also also says my dad saved my life from the streets and I saved my dad's life from the streets. So, you know, um, that's cool. they didn't have nothing, you know, they were young. My mom, my mom worked two jobs. My dad had to work and help, you know, provide for us because they had three, three kids by the time they were seniors. So I felt like us, you know, us kids, they had to be on such a, a straight uh, schedule where they had no time to, you know, be out there anymore. And, just stuff like that my my parents are like super supportive of me and always uh supporting me in boxing no matter what financially or you know if my dad wasn't able to go to tournaments he would send my grandpa with me so I feel like the support of my family is real strong and you know they just I feel like that's what separates me from other fighters is the support system I have and you know I have a lot to work for and I have a you know a lot of people to to make proud and and like I said, my parents are super proud, but I, you know, we just want a little bit more uh, to add to our, our goals and uh, lists. Yeah. And it's, it's so beautiful to hear uh, how, how supportive your family is and how, how tight your family is about, about yeah. your craft and supporting you. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure they got you through a lot of successes, but was, were there any obstacles, any pushback that you particularly faced, you know, being a professional Mexican boxer um, that, that maybe is tied to your ethnicity at all, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's been a lot of obstacles, um, you know, just in, in the amateurs, there was always those websites where, you know, the predictions of who was always going to, you know, do good in the tournament or who was going to win that tournament. And my name was never mentioned. And I kept winning these tournaments, winning, winning, and I was never mentioned. So I felt like, you know, those really like thickened my skin, you know, to keep working hard mm -hmm. no matter what nobody says. And, uh, 
believe in yourself and as long as you put in the hard work and and believe in what you do um you know anything's possible yeah for for you what does it mean to be a mexican professional boxer yeah for sure um you know mexican boxers you know they're they're known to be tough and you know real rugged um as far as like me i have that in my head but i'm a different type of fighter where like i'm more you know smart um smart in the ring and you know try to use try to do what i what i'm best good at and um you know really mentally break my opponents down so i feel like you know the mexican blood and the fighting spirit is in me you know i just use it in a different kind of way right do you do you use that like do you use like any sort of like mexican culture or like maybe some what's the word um like i mean i don't know what the word is it's like a tradition. Do you have like a tradition? Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. like a tradition that you have. That, like something that, you that hypes before. you up, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Um, I would say my grandpa, uh, he used to work in the fields when he was young. And that's when Cesar Chavez was around. And they would come to Salinas or, you know, they would, you know, travel California. And he was in those rallies. My dad, as a young kid, was in those rallies. And I felt like, um, you know, using that as motivation, you know, I would walk out with the huelga bird and um, to – to pay respects to them and to my grandpa who was, you know, fighting in that. And, um, right. you know, it's, it's much better now for the field workers as far as like conditions and pays. But, um, yeah, I mean, you, you could go outside any time of the day, any time of the night, you're going to see field workers, you know, mm. working out there rain, yeah. you know, or even if it's hot. So I feel like, um, I try to tr keep that men mentality strong and, you know, uh, keep working no matter what happens. I'm guessing like with everything that you do, I've seen your documentaries and stuff, there's a lot of like fields in the background. Like there's a lot of things that represent Salinas. And I think yeah. that you coming from just like this space and even right now talking about like in, like farm workers and talking about like how hard they work is still paying tribute to who they are as yeah, yeah, like, sure. as people. And that's so cool because like, honestly, it's so true. Like I live right next to a field and I go outside at night and there's people working mm -hmm. and that's like hard work. Yeah, um, and sure. it's cool to use that as, as a mentality to, to like yeah, fight. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah it's you, beautiful, like you man. Said, you got to pay those respects because they're working for something. They're working for their kids to have a better life. And, you know, if, if I can install that into my head and, you know, have a better life for my kids and my family, you know, why not sacrifice myself? I've seen so many uh, uh, boxing movies, sports movies. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a filmmaker. I'm a movie guy. Yeah. Um, what are what what are some of your favorites like let's talk about this yeah <laughs> um honestly boxing movies like the rocky movies and all that they're not really realistic but there is two boxing movies that i like and i feel like they really capture like the the hardness and the sacrifice is uh southpaw and probably a million dollar baby you know I, I feel like they they show the back end of you know the business and you know, how ruthless it could be and how someone that, uh, you know, as far as business can just, you know, rip you off and stuff like that. So, you know, mm -hmm. um, just movies like that. I feel like those are the, the top two boxing movies that I could think of that mm -hmm. you know, really stick out. I was absolutely going to talk about Southpaw and Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal is so freaking yeah. good in that movie, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, and those fight sequences, like yeah. in both the movies, the fight sequences, the way they yeah. shoot them, it's, ah, it's hard hitting. I love it. Um, yeah. So those are two great movies, incredible movies that, that you mentioned. What, uh, what was, the, was there something you took away from either of those movies that you like carried with you into, into your career in boxing? Yeah, I mean, just like how you, you see him all, you know, busted up in the back after the fight, you know, his wife is there, you know, trying to comfort him and then she dies and just stuff like that. Um, 
you know, um, I have a girlfriend, you know, she's real supportive also. And I feel like, you know, if I ever do lose or when I lose, I know it'll come, but it's just a part of life. But I know she'll be there, you know, to back me and, uh, you know, the support of my family. I know they'll be there to back me and, uh, you know, pick me up when I'm down and, you know, just keep moving forward. Do you think that, you know, the mentality that you have, which is, I guess, like in a cliche way, is a boxing mentality. Like, do you have that for a lot of the things that you do in life? Um, I would say so. You know, I'm, I'm real competitive. My dad, he's a big part of my life, a big part of the person I am today. You know, as far as, um, he, I feel like he's my mental teacher, you know, he's, he's a real mm. dramatic guy. He watches a lot of movies, you know, you know, he, he, every time when I was young, he would always, he liked the Matrix movies at the time. And he would always, you know, who do you want to be? You want to be Neo or do you want to be, you know, the, the guy who the villains are, you know, stuff like that. So I feel like, you know, me putting my mind frame in that kind of stuff was always like important to me. And I feel like as far as like mental, mental toughness is such a big part in life in general. So I feel like, um, you know, mental toughness will separate you from, you know, the boys and the men. Really quickly, I just want to ask, do you have any sort of like hobbies that you do on the side or is it literally just like boxing 24 seven? Yeah, literally just boxing. Um, I'm, I'm pretty good at basketball. Um, you know, I try to read a lot of mental, uh, mental books. You know, I'm reading, uh, the relentless, the Tim Grover, he was, uh, the physical coaches for Kobe and Michael Jordan. And, mm. uh, you know, the kind of stuff he talks about is just spot on of how I think and, you know, how I live my life and how, de how dedicated you have to be. And, you know, anything you do, you know, if it was boxing or if it was, you know, college or, you know, anything you can do, you know, you just have to dedicate yourself and work hard. And, you know, there's going to be bumps in the road, no matter what in life. So, you know, you just got to fight through the bumps and, uh, you know, keep, keep moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I know like when, when it comes to pursuing a, a career, something, something you're so passionate about, um, I like to know people's goals uh, and we're going to dive specifically into boxing like the the last few questions we have but um but i want to know what what's your end game what what are there people you want to pay back or is do you want to throw back to the city like what are your goals in the future yeah uh for sure i have uh i have a real funny goal in my head where i want to give uh so i'm fighting for a world title pretty soon and you know that's what every boxer's dream is to work for is the world title so i plan on giving a world title to my dad a world title to uh, my coach and uh, the the Garcia family and a title to Selena's. Um, that's my big goal. So those three different uh, bouts or world titles is, you know, my top goal. And if I could get more than, you know, anyone else, you know, who's helped me get to my goal or, you know, help me fight to get where I'm at is going to get about. <laughs> that's, that's so yeah. beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's an enduring mindset. And, and just yeah. congratulations on, on where you've gotten so far and, and, uh, and all, all that. From, from the news and Selena's news, you just hear about like all these bad things, you know, and you talked about it earlier and it's cool that you're just trying to bring more positivity and you keep on hearing that those words that you keep on saying it's positivity, positivity. And I think that's so, great because it's so contagious yeah for like sure. you're someone who two people look up to and, and I think that's great and the mm -hmm. next question I wanted to ask is like obviously being this person takes sacrifices um what are some of the sacrifices that you've had to make for being a professional boxer and maybe like what are some sacrifices that 
you know, your family had to make or just people around you. Cause honestly, like this boxing thing is obviously you, but your family as well. Yeah. And the people around you as well. For sure. I feel like I had to sacrifice my whole childhood, um, missing, uh, Halloween, Christmases, not a, not being able to eat food. Um, you know, and like you said, my family also sacrificed a lot having to pay for my stuff. Um, you know, if I was on a diet, my mom was making fish for everybody or, you know, stuff that was really <laughs> healthy and, you know, everyone had to pay for it. But, you know, I feel like it's, it's got me to where I'm at. Um, you know, sacrifice is probably the most important thing. But um, as, as long as, you know, you, I have those people, you know, behind me and, you know, encouraging me to do better. And like you said, positivity, positivity is so contagious, you know, why not bring some to Selena's and, you know, make it a, you know, like a, a fun thing to do, you know, with people that you don't even know, you know, I'm starting to talk to, you know, up and cup, up and coming rappers and, you know, that I've made friends and people who like, um, you wouldn't really talk to, or you wouldn't really know. I used to be such in a shell where I just wanted to be, um, you know, to myself and, you know, stay in my own lane and uh, not bother anyone, but I'm starting to, to open up and, you know, get that top, that positivity back to me. And it, you know, it feels good, you know, someone who encourages your hard work and, you know, why not do the same for others? Yeah. Okay. Um, did you, uh, cause you talked, so you talked about um, how you becoming a boxer and all this, and one sacrifice you had to make was just a normal childhood. Um, I want to know, is, is there anything you miss from childhood? What's something about your childhood specifically, the one that you had that, you love something that makes you feel nostalgic that you miss yeah I mean I would probably just say hanging out with friends you know I didn't really get to hang out with my friends after school it would be school boxing and and you know homework when you get back from boxing so you know I've, while I'm doing all that my friends are hanging out playing you know messing around um mm -hmm. I never really got that and um you know I feel like it was a sacrifice it was a big sacrifice I had to made I feel like I didn't really have you know the normal childhood but um you know, I was, now that I look at it, I was just preparing for my, you know, my future, my, my, me yeah. being an adult and being, me being the person I am, you know, it's, it's going to be a lot more if I didn't uh, sacrifice my childhood. So, you know, why not? Um, I'm ready here. I've already worked so hard for over 10 years. So, you know, why not sacrifice that and, um, you know, make people proud, make the, the people of Selena's proud also. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And. I think like a question that I did want to ask you um, is, is a question that I asked myself um, actually like during meditation, which is kind of weird, but I asked myself during meditation is what's the person you want to be in the future? And I wanted to ask you that because yeah. you're, you're this person right now who's already building, you know, towards that future. And you're honestly like, you're so close. You're already reaching yeah. for that world title. Can you talk, talk to us a little bit more about that person? Honestly, I have no idea. There's a, a speech, um, that uh what's i can't remember the name of an actor um something mcconaughey something like i, I can't remember matthew yeah matthew, matthew mcconaughey he uh he gave a speech saying um you know who do you want to be in 10 years and then he says i don't know I, i'm not that person yet and then he gets to the 10 years and he says do you know who you know you want to be yet he says i don't know let me wait another 10 years to see if i made that so i feel like as long as i keep growing and you know, doing more outside of boxing while I'm doing it inside of boxing, you know, that's, that's my goal. Um, I feel like, um, like I said, the positivity in Selena's, um, I try to give back as much as I can, you know, after a couple of my fights, I've had victory parties, um, 
you know, uh, one time uh, on my social media on Instagram, um, you know, I I did a question, uh, whatever they asked me questions at what what could we do for the homeless and stuff like that, and about mm. twenty or thirty people, you know, hit me up saying let's feed the homeless in Chinatown, and those thirty people came to my gym and we made sandwiches, chips, got some socks, a pair of socks, everything you could bring, um, you know, whatever helps, and we gave those bags out in Chinatown. Um, stuff like that, you know, just trying to help outside of, uh, you know, boxing and, you know, being true to myself. I've talked to a couple elementary schools, um, just mm. stuff like that. Anything, if, if I could change one person and, and listen, you know, if they listen to me, one person, that's, that's all that matters. Um, mm. And then they could pass it on. So, you know, I feel like that's my, uh, one of my main goals is, you know, try to just keep giving positivity. And, you know, I feel like, um, to me, I don't want someone to, to say like, I never was able to support them because, you know, whether you're good now or you're, you're not good yet, I'm still going to support you. And you can't say that I wasn't, you know, backing you because I feel like um, I didn't have that when I was young. Um, you know, I feel like I didn't really have people who encouraged me and um, I want to be that person that, that I needed. Mm -hmm. um, so when you, when, when you make it, when you when you get where you're gonna go, um, obviously Salinas isn't perfect. There there are so many things that need changing in Salinas and and uh, so many issues to tackle. What's one particular thing in Salinas that you want to change? Like yeah. something you want to bring back to Salinas and say we are we are bettering Salinas as a community as a yeah. city. Um, what 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 would that be for you? Yeah, I've I feel like right now there's like a lot of uh, drug abuse uh, problems. You know going down uh, Sherwood, um, Chinatown, there's, you see like a lot of people who are addicted to drugs. And, you know, I've always thought like, how could I help these people? But I don't have the tools to do that. But, you know, like, like you said, once I'm able to, you know, financially help these people or, you know, open up different, you know, um, civilizations or pe people who could help connect me to help these people, you know, why not try it and, uh, you know, give these people a help? Um, I feel like that's such a, it's such a bad thing in Salinas, you know, you see people walking around, you know, kind of strung out and stuff like that. And I don't like mm -hmm. to see that because, you know, it, it could be anyone's relative. And I've seen kids who I went to school with, you know, out in the streets and, you know, addicted to stuff like that. So, you know, why didn't they get a chance? You know, what happened in their life that led them to that? So if I could help change that, um, I, that's one thing I would like to, to do but I need to make a name for myself to do that. So, yeah. Well, you're working on that. I'll tell you that you're <laughs> yeah. definitely building yourself there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I have this thing. So I, I was just thinking about, you know, when, when I think about boxing, I think about Nacho Libre. Like, I just, <laughs> that's like the first That's not thing boxing. I think about. That's not boxing. <laughs> oh, wrestling. But I guess like just being in the ring and yeah. being with like another opponent is, is yeah. what I'm talking about. Um, and I remember there's a scene where he's like losing and then he sees the woman and then he like gets this motivation, this rush. Yeah. Like, have you ever had that? And like, maybe can you talk about your worst experience with boxing and maybe your best experience with boxing? Yeah, for sure. Um, my grandpa and my mom are the loudest people when I'm fighting. <laughs> you know, usually you're just tuned in and you can't hear nothing. I can right. hear those two for easily. I could just hear them. <laughs> and, um, It'll be just real quick. I can hear them and, uh, you know, it'll help motivate me or, you know, rem my mom will say something. Oh, I need to do this. I it'll remind me to do mm -hmm. that, whatever she's telling me to do on my grandpa. So, yeah, stuff like that. But 
as far as my worst, I would say when I went to the Olympic trials, it was a seven day tournament. Um, you could, you had to lose twice to get out the, the tournament. So I was, I beat two guys. And then at that time I was, it was the weight class was 123. So I was at 123 already for like a good year and a half. And it was just hard for me to make that weight. So I had, I beat two guys. I lost the third guy to the number one um, fighter in, in the world, which is Shakur Stevenson. So I lost to him and I, and then the next, the night, that night I had to lose five, six pounds. Then I had to go fight again, get back in the winner bracket. That, that same night again, I had to lose five, six pounds. Then I had to win again, lose five, six pounds. And it was just so draining for me. And I was just so pale and it was just, so it was, it would have been easier to just give up on the tournament because of my weight and because of the competition, but I kept fighting, you know, mentally, I feel like that changed my life and, you know, it, it could have been traumatizing, but I didn't let it get to that point where, you know, I'm too strong for this. I work too much for this. And, you know, um, at the end of the, the tournament, I ended up losing to Shakur um, in the finals. So I, I got out of the loser bracket and ended up still making it to the finals. And, um, um, I lost in the finals, but I feel like it wasn't it wasn't me who was fighting. I was just holding on. I don't know how I made that weight. I was literally passing out. I would wake. I would lose a three or four pounds that night of the fight, and then the next morning wake up at four or five in the morning and have to lose another three or four pounds. But it was yeah, it was just so hard for me to you know keep maintaining that. But um. Yeah, just stuff like that. I've also beat Shakur Stevenson, you know, two times before with that fight. And I've beat, uh, you know, world champions today, Devin Haney, um, Carlos Baldera, a bunch of good fighters. And I felt like um, names like that, you know, are the reason why I'm here today. And, you know, I keep going. I mean, I was just going to ask, like, how do you lose two to three pounds in, over like a night? Do you have like a, a <laughs> uh, secret technique? Like, yeah, <laughs> sure. So... Well, what I did was I would run on the treadmill with a, a sweat bag on, a sweat cream all over my body, try to lose as much as I can, three or four pounds. And then that next morning, which was like four or five in the morning, I would put the, the, the bath, the hot, the, the hot water as hot as I can, and I would put the sweat cream on me. And I would lay in the bath for about five, six minutes, and I'd just be draining, sweating, sweating. Mm -hmm. And... Um, one day, I'm, one of those nights I did, um, I felt like passing out. They had to help me get up and, uh, you know, help me walk to the, the weigh-ins, which was downstairs. And that, that alone felt like a, a fight by itself because I was mm -hmm. just, you know, just out of it. But, you know, like I said, mentally, I felt like that, that helped me pull through. Um, look, this is going to be a stupid question. I will say that right now. This is going to be the <laughs> dumbest question because I already know what you're going to say, but I want to hear you say it. Okay. Yeah. Look, you talk about these experiences, these, the, the losing the weight, the, the passing out, things like that. Is there ever a moment when you're fighting in, in at any point where you go, you know what, maybe I don't want to do this. You know, <laughs> is, is there ever a moment where you're like, do, is this what I want to do? I mean, yeah, for sure. You know, getting punched in the face isn't, the, the most fun <laughs> <thing to do. laughs> but you know like I said I've worked too hard and I feel like I was really made to do what I'm doing you know not a lot of people are able to find that or ever find that and um, I feel like I was born to fight and um, 
like you said, you know, there are those times once in a while where you're like, I, I don't want to do this, but most of the time I'm enjoying myself and, you know, I'm getting paid, you know, a lot of money to mm-hmm. beat people up. So, you know, <laughs> why not? <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> well, look, we're, we're on our last couple questions. And, um, man, hearing about your journey has been so inspiring to us even. Like, I've, I've loved hearing this. Um, there are a lot of ups and downs in a journey, okay? So think about your career. Think about your journey and stuff. Is there anything that you would want to do differently if you could start all over again? what's something that you might do differently? Um, honestly, probably not. I felt like those hard times is what makes someone, you know, everyone's going to have hard times and no matter what you do, whether it's being an athlete, going to school, having a regular nine to five, you know, life is going to, life is going to kick your ass sometimes and you just got to endure it and, you know, use that to, you know, help grow and, you know, help build yourself, you know, to the next level. And, you know, people who are weak and aren't able to endure that, you know, you know, life gets even harder for them. So, you know, why not fight back and, uh, you know, try to make yourself grow and try to motivate people and, you know, use, be positive in, in that way. Yeah. yeah and, and, and to ask, like, you talk about a lot of motivation. Um, and I just want to ask specifically, like, what's your why? Like, why do you keep on getting beat up? Like, like you said. Um, and then also, like, do you have any sort of tips that you could give other people that are listening that maybe like are fighting that metaphorical fight, but like always, like they keep on giving up? Yeah, I honestly, I feel like um, as far as motivation, I feel like the people that motivate me, like, have a big part of my life, and you know, they don't even know me. You know, Kobe Bryant, Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Mike Tysons, Floyd Mayweather, just people like that are really, you know, are really a part of my life and a part of, you know, the person I am because, you know, I looked up to those people like where, you know, why are they in their their shoes or why are they in the position that they are? Because, you know, they had to go through things and they had to work through things and, you know, nothing stopped them. So I feel like that is the reason why I keep going, you know, nothing you know, nothing's ever going to be easy in life and nothing's ever going to be given to you in life. So I feel like that's a, a big reason why I'm here and why I keep going. And also, I feel like um, now that I'm, you know, 23 years old and I'm barely starting to get recogni- recognized by, you know, in Selena's alone, you know, people stop and, you know, tell me, you know, thanks, man, you're doing so good and keep going and you have motivated me. That That's what keeps me going. You know, it feels so good mm-hmm. to hear that. And and help encourage people and you know I thank them and I just want them to know like that helps way more than they think you're not Mm -hmm. just you're just telling me this but like it's in my head and it's in my heart where you know I'm gonna keep going absolutely and and to echo Juan's uh Juan's other question um what um you know for people who are fighting this this mental fight that you're talking about this metaphorical fight when life knocks them on the ass yeah. Give us your advice. Give us your, this is your sports movie moment. Give us the advice <laughs> to get someone back up. Yeah. Um, I would just say, keep going. You know, life is gonna, is gonna keep hitting you whether it's this week or next week is, is going to keep coming. You know, why not ca- having him keep coming on? Come on, let's go. <laughs> so, uh, that's the best way I could, could hit it in the head is, you know, I'm going to, life is going to kick my ass, but I'm going to make it, uh, you know, make it an effort where, you know, it's going to be hard to kick my ass. 
Mm-hmm. I when give can you give us a quick instance of a time when life has kicked your ass, like when life had just knocked you down? Well, yeah. tell us about that time. Um, dang, you know, I, I feel like it was this year. Twenty twenty's been such a bad year for you know, you know, all of us. You know, COVID, the fires that are going mm-hmm. on right now, Man. just so many bad things that are happening right now. But you know, everyone just stay in their lane. This year is gonna go by, and you know, we're gonna be back up. 21 or whenever it is we're gonna be back up you guys don't gotta worry about it (laughs) and you got such a such a great mindset man i love your positivity and your energy it's radiating through it that you can look at everything going on right now and you know there is a lot going on right now but understand that there is a light at the end of the tunnel there is a time to get back up that is a beautiful beautiful way to phrase that yeah and i believe in that there is always a light at the end of the tunnel look at look at the sun right there (laughs) right Right behind you we're (laughs) almost we're almost there (laughs) that's it yeah that's dope um i i did want to ask because i know i mentioned this before we started recording but like about that big fight like what can you tell us about that big fight and like how have you prepared for it and how are you going to mentally prepare for it now yeah um it's hopefully i'm fighting for my world title against uh navarrete he's a he's already a champion at 122 so he's coming up to 126 to fight me at um hopefully around october we get it done and as far as preparing my last fight was in January. I took a week off and I've been working ever since. Um, I've been preparing, I've been in the gym. I'm always healthy, I'm always in shape. And mentally, I've been getting ready. I've been mentally getting ready my whole life. This is, you know, my one shot to, you know, shock the world and, and you know, that's all I need is that one shot. So I feel like, um, I feel like I'm gonna be fighting with a, a lot of people behind me and a, and a lot in my heart to, you know, pull this win off. Um, I'm probably going to be the underdog, but I'm always the underdog and, you know, put a little pressure on me. You know, that's fine. You know, I love pressure. You mm-hmm. people who, you know, um, work good under pressure are the people who are, you know, considered the great. So, you know, put pressure on me and, uh, you know, I can't wait to, to show people what I could do. Well, absolutely believe that we, you have our support. We are in your corner 1000%. Yeah. Um, is yes. there anything, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? I think maybe like, what are some ways that people who are listening could support you? Maybe just like, I don't know, check out like your website, or I think you have like a boxing ring as well. Like just things that people can do that you you would really appreciate. Yeah. I mean, you know, just, you know, passing on the positivity whenever you see me, you know, encourage me and I'm probably going to encourage you back. So, you know, just th- little stuff like that, um, you know, due to COVID, you know, the gym's closed and, you know, hopefully mm-hmm. we it shuts. I mean, we're back open, we're open again and, you know, get more people in and, uh, you know, that's pretty much it. You know, I don't ask for a lot just for the support and, uh, you know, that's all I need. Um, go ahead and plug, plug anything you want, any social media, any websites, just plug it right now. Yeah. I mean, it's just RV4 on Instagram and Twitter and, uh, you know, um, October, hopefully around October, mid October, you guys could, you know, see me on ESPN uh, fighting for my world title. amazing amazing we will be tuning into that fight thank you guys so much for listening to this fantastic conversation with ruben via the fourth you can find me on social media at it's johnny rome follow us (laughs) our podcast at first view podcast juan perez where can they find you find me actually my username is kind of weird it's like juan x it's j-u-u-a-n-n-x i will change that for everyone who wants to go follow me but please (laughs) follow me and i will make sure to Add all of the resources that Ruben has talked about in our description below and make sure to check him out. Like he's from Salinas. He's fighting for the people 
and it seems like the people have built him and he, honestly like his positivity has affected me already and i after this interview i'm gonna go out and i'm just gonna tell life to like punch me right. yeah. you know and I'm, I'm gonna go back up i'm just gonna tell her to punch me <laughs> Dude, i was gonna say i was gonna say after talking to ruin i kind of want to go for like a run or something like, I just, yeah I that's like, what i'm saying ah, yeah. <laughs> i want to go like hug an uber driver or something i don't know like, <laughs> like you're affecting so many people and being like you know what i'm gonna it's like that extra push yeah so, like go and out, go out and do that thing like johnny said he's gonna go run a mile right now and i'm gonna keep him to his word um so yeah i just want to thank you before <laughs> so so i want to personally thank you and before and uh johnny ends off yeah, yeah and sure. and, and i would like to thank you as well yeah. um uh this has been an enlightening conversation yeah. a really awesome conversation and we can't tell you how excited we are to see the things you do the places you go and for you to make selena's proud Let's all put our dukes up. Let's all say <laughs> goodbye. Have a great yeah, day. Sure. Yeah, Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, for sure. Thank you guys.